Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be back here again this week and looking forward to having a great conversation with you. I wanted to let you know that I thought this week what we could talk about is A, great activities for when you are not feeling great, but also the gift giving idea for amputees and things that they might like for um, holiday presents. So with the holidays upon us, slowly approaching or quickly, I should say approaching, I thought we'd delve in and get right into what types of activities I like to do when I am um, a little under the weather with the way my socket fits and how um, how I get out and keep moving so that I don't, you know, lose my momentum on being active. So without further ado, I did write an article for Living in, with Amplitude magazine, um, their online magazine, um, about the things I like to do when my socket doesn't fit right, when I'm sore, Um, But it keeps me moving, so I'm not constantly um, wishing I could just put my leg on and go. And if there's times when you can't do it, and I know for a lot of people, a lot of amputees, there are times when our legs just don't fit us right, and it doesn't feel good, and we want to make sure that we don't end up becoming couch potatoes. And for us in Arizona right now, we are getting into the best time of year to be outside and active. And if I'm just not feeling it, I still want to be active. So I figured this could be um, a two-sided podcast. One, to tell you as an EPT what you can be doing when you don't feel your best or your fit isn't great. And also, for those of you that know an amputee, um, these are great gift ideas and, and it, you know, it for, for anybody, but really um, talking from my personal experience, these are the things that I've been using. And I think I'm just going to talk about probably four main things that I use when I want to stay active, even amidst the pain or the ill fit. So when it's really, really hot out, um, I like to be able to get out in my pool. The problem is, is I don't wear my socket in the pool. I do use my socket if I surf, but I also have a wetsuit on that kind of seals so I don't just get all this water gushing down inside my socket. So what I like to do, because when I'm in the pool, there's not much for me to do. Like it's just a normal pool at our house. So it's not like I can do laps or get exercise that way. Um, Without a leg on, I don't kick very well. It's very weird, I have to say, to be in a pool and try to swim and kick when you have half a leg missing or more than half a leg missing. And so, um, but what I do use is I actually bought a surfboard. It is a wave a Wavestorm surfboard. I believe it's six foot. 
And it does fit in my pool. Now you're probably asking yourself, what in the world do you do with a surfboard in a small pool if you can't even do laps? Well, my husband has um, graciously screwed in one of those really long stakes into our ground outside of our pool. And then I get rope and tie off rope to that really well so that it doesn't come off. And it's a long enough piece of rope that I can tie it around my waist and still be in the middle of the pool. So you might see where I'm going with this. Um, this kind of came to me in a, a twofer way. One, I noticed that someone that I was uh, admiring um, that's an uh, adaptive surfer, when she isn't near the ocean, she goes to their community pool that does have laps, and she actually does laps on her surfboard just to get upper body strength continuing to move that upper body strength. And then the other one was I saw somebody that we have during the pandemic, one of our friends whose daughter was a, a swimmer and everything had closed down. And so for her to get her laps in without having a lap pool in their backyard, tied herself off and just started swimming against the rope. So I combined the two. I put the rope around me. I get on my surfboard and I just work on my strokes. I sit there and you would be surprised on how hard that is um, to keep going. And I will time myself and I'll go for like 10 minutes solid, really hard. And then I'll even work on pop-ups um, with my surfboard. I just have to be careful that I don't get too aggressive and fall forward or backward and hit my head on the side of a pool or the, uh, the water feature. So um, I love doing that one, it's great when it's just too dang hot out here to want to do anything outdoors. When hiking during the day is not a fun thing, walking never ever would I want to walk when it's 110 degrees. And I'm just not an early morning person enough. And if you know our summers in Arizona, even our mornings are already 90 degrees when you wake up. So it's not like it's that much cooler. So I love to do that one. I can take my leg off and I can get in the pool. I can stay cool, but I do work us up a sweat and it's awesome, especially when it's too hot or when my leg just doesn't feel right. I have also practiced with my surf leg on, um, but to no avail because I didn't put my, um, my um, wetsuit on. And so I had gotten some water down inside of there. And because I do not have a lanyard with a liner, if you get too much water in and it pockets, you actually start to lose your suction. So that's never a good thing. But I have done it and worked on pop-ups with my leg on, which is a very different thing um, than working with it off. But I really do use it to stay cool in the summer months and also to build my upper body strength when I don't feel like sitting inside and lifting and I want to be active. Um, it's a great, great cardio. And so looking up Wavestorm, um, Wavestorm surfboards, they're amazing. I love mine and um, it's just a great, a great all around activity. So even if you have an indoor pool somewhere, community pool, you could possibly go there if you could call them ahead of time and see if you could use a surfboard there and do laps as well. So that's an option. Now, obviously, if you don't have a pool or you don't have a community pool, then, or if you're right now getting into winter wherever you live and it's too cold, 
maybe an indoor pool? I don't know. So that may not be the best activity for you, but it is an option if you are interested in getting a cardio and upper body workout when your leg is feeling kind of crappy. Another thing that I love to do is I have learned to trust myself on a scooter. Now, I do have an electric scooter that I just recently got, my husband got me for my birthday. And that's awesome if I want to haul and go far distances. But he knows that I would prefer to get the exercise. So I have a manual scooter. It has to have brakes. Trust me on this. I did for the longest time not use brakes. But if you catch any air or any speed going downhill and you're an amputee, you have no way to jump off and save yourself or stop at a stop sign. And so I have one with brakes. I wear a helmet, but I actually, um, I actually stand with my good leg on the board and I kick with my my residual limb and my prosthetic. Now I know that sounds weird because if my leg is hurting, but you'd be very surprised. Sometimes just walking is horrible and my leg doesn't fit right and I'm, I'm hurting. But when I do um, use my, my board, my um, scooter, it doesn't hurt because of the momentum or the movement is different. I'm actually kicking. So I have found that it was a great exercise to build up the residual limb, um, hip and glutes because I'm constantly pushing. And there are times when I'm going up some serious hills here. And so sometimes it would be faster for me to get off and walk, but I push myself to just kick because it really helps me strengthen the residual limb. So I've had people ask, how do you strengthen it? Well, you strengthen it by getting out and just walking every day. If you get your leg on and you can just walk and walk and walk, it doesn't have to be fast walking. You just need to get out and start expanding your reach with your residual limb. But sometimes walking can be really painful. You still want to be outside. You still want to be active and you still want to build the residual limb up. Get a scooter with brakes and you will be surprised on what a workout it is, but how fun it is. And I'm all about trying to play um, while I'm exercising because it's just more fun to have uh, playtime and get the benefits of exercise along the way. So make sure you do have breaks, like I said, because you putting your resid or your prosthetic out to stop, I, I did do it. I do have GoPro video footage of what happens when you don't have brakes on a scooter. It is not pretty. Um, I literally flew pretty much over the handlebars and landed on the cement. Um, I was fine, but um, a little more embarrassed than anything. Um, don't like that feeling at all. So I now use brakes. And please make sure you check your brakes. If you can even begin to imagine... If you think you have brakes and they go out, um, that is very ugly. And yes, that did happen to me. Um, I would say a couple months ago after we'd moved in and I finally recuperated from all the moving, I decided to pull out my scooter and kind of tool around the new neighborhood to see what it was all like and everything is, you know, on a quicker versus walking basis. And at that time, my, my prosthetic was not fitting well. 
And so I got on my scooter and started to move around. And as I went to come to a stop sign outside our community, my brakes did not um, catch. And luckily my husband was with us and he bolted ahead of me and had to stop me physically from going into the intersection on a downward um, hill um, into the intersection. So he saved me there. Luckily there was no cars coming, but still that would have been ugly. And uh, so brakes are really important and checking your brakes is really important. I don't know if mine just got all gunked up because we have so much dust here, but they just weren't, they were sticking and then they wouldn't go at all. And then I had to squeeze really hard and then it finally would catch. So it was, you never knew if they were going to work. So that was a little frightening. So he got me a new scooter with good brakes. <laughs> now, moving on, I also love to get out and bike. But if you're an above knee, I want you to visualize this, even if you're not. If you don't have a knee joint, trying to keep your foot that you can't feel on a pedal is impossible. Like there's there's nothing you can do to keep it on. So people have said, well, use a toe clip. The problem is I can't stand on my good leg and try to get a foot in because I have to use my one hand to swing my leg in without a knee. I have to swing it in and try to get in a toe clip. On the reverse side of that, if I start falling or I need to get out quickly, my foot is stuck because I don't have a knee and hamstrings and quads that can pull my leg out of a toe clip. So at first I thought biking would be near impossible until I found Maglock bike pedals. And they have been a godsend because now I can go and my husband and I will go 13, 20 miles and go hiking or biking out in all this area that we now live. There's so much open road and very little population out here that it's amazing. And what the Maglock bike pedals are, are they are special pedals that go on your bike. So you take off your bike's pedals and put these on and they have a magnet in the center. You can actually open up the plates of the pedal and there are all these little cylinders of magnets. And the more cylinders you use, the stronger the magnetic pull. So if you don't want it to be really magnetic, you can take out some of those. And so you can vary how strong a magnetic pole there is. Then what you need is you need special shoes. And those shoes are bike shoes that have a block in the bottom that you put the other piece of the magnet into. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't sure I could trust it. I have all the magnets in mine. I pedal really hard. I don't. I have an electric bike, but I use the, the manual because I like the exercise. And I can push and even go uphill and not fall off. My foot won't fall off. However, if I go to fall or I need to get off my bike, all I have to do is twist my foot just a little bit, which is just all I need with what I have left of my leg. It's I have enough pull in my hip, in my thigh, to be able to pop my foot off of the magnet. And it is amazing. And so the same thing with getting back on it, I do have to direct my foot a little bit. Once the magnets get over each other, they're just, they, they snap together and I'm good to go. So I love to get out and I love to bike. But Maglock bike pedals, check them out. Um, I think you will really, really like them. 
And then I said there was one other um, thing, one other activity that I really love to do. And that is I love, um, I've wanted to paddleboard, stand up paddleboard. <laughs> so let me tell you the story of what happened the first time I decided to try stand up paddleboarding. It looked really easy. I thought, I can do this. I've got balance with my leg on. I want to do this and I want to do it in the open ocean. We were in the Bahamas um, two years ago and I really wanted to do it in the open ocean. My husband's like, well, let's try it here because it, there's a, there's like, it's the ocean, but it's in this little um, cove. So it's protected from big waves and things like that. And I thought, all right, well, we'll do that. Well, little did I know, just getting on that was so hard because I don't have the movement in my hip when I'm wearing my, my water leg. I don't have the movement in my hip like I would if I just had a normal leg. And I remember getting on it and I was a little bit, you know, moving a little bit here and there. The cove was very peaceful, very calm. And, you know, you have to really be focused on your core strength because as you paddle, you go from side to side, right? And you, if you over paddle, you can tip. Well, I was doing fine, except that I started really cruising towards the rock ledge and I really didn't want to be too close to the edge where it was really rocky going down into the water because I was so afraid that I'd fall off and and hit my head on it and so you know I I tend to overreact which surprise surprise right but I tend to overreact and I tried to redirect really quick and really aggressively and you guessed it I just flipped and I was in the water. So needless to say, scrambled to get back onto my stand-up paddleboard only to realize that while I'm in the middle of the water, there was no way for me to stand up on my board again. And I end up having to use just my knees and sit on my get on my knees and paddle on my knees, which was a great in-between the problem is, is after a while, my good knee was starting to hurt because it was exhausted from sitting like that on the, on a paddleboard. So I did that for a little bit, but realized that I had some practice to do. So what did I do? I came home and I found that you can do street paddleboarding. And I looked up the company um, Kahuna, the Kahuna boards. I have a Bamboa board, Bambora, Bambora board which is, I think it's like a six foot, basically it's a six foot um, skateboard. It's huge and it's really wide. Um, I would say it's maybe a foot and a half wide. And then you get a street paddle, which basically is a paddle, like a whole stick. And it's got a really heavy, hard rubber nub at the bottom that you push. Um, while you're on the street. And I thought, well, I can do this. I watched plenty of videos. I was really excited. And um, needless to say, I learned really quickly that falling in water and falling on cement are two very different things. Um, if you've never skateboarded, that would be me. And then you decide you could skateboard as a one leg person. Um, you might want to think again, <laughs> 
But I will tell you that I am no quitter. I did fall. I had all protection on, seriously. I had knee pads on. I had elbow pads. I had my helmet. I was... I had hand, like wrist guards. I had it all. I had everything on me. Needless to say, because I've never really got the physics of skateboarding down as a two-legged person, I was outside, again, doing this at night because I was too embarrassed to do this during the day where people could see me screw up. And if I'm going to make a, a fool of myself, I'd rather do it in the dark when no one's watching. And... I was on a very, our street where we used to live was really bumpy. It wasn't a very smooth street. And so even like even using my scooter out on that street would be really hard to push because it was just, there was so much friction. Well, when you can't get your skateboard going, and I'm not the kind of person, and this is too big of a board to, you don't just kind of throw it out in front of you and jump on. So it's not like a skateboard. It's big. It's heavy. Big wheels. It's it's heavy. It's hard for me to even carry out sometimes. It's just so heavy. So you're standing on it and you use your paddle to push. Well, I didn't get enough push. So I decided to use my hips and kind of thrust myself forward. And you probably guessed it if you know anything about skateboards. My skateboard went one way, my body went another way. I went down, I felt it happening. So I went down really quick to catch the board not realizing that that momentum would pull my skateboard behind me. And my hands were around the board at this point, and my hands got pinned, my arms got pinned by my legs as the board went underneath me, and I rolled and I landed on my shoulder. And I actually tore my AC joint up in the, like the collarbone area up here. And I still forever feel that. Like it's it's taken... It took a good year and a half before a lot of the pain went away and I still have a bump there and it still kind of rears its ugly head every once in a while and shows me that it still hurts. So, like I said, I'm not a quitter and I bought that board. I didn't want it to go to waste. So what did I do? I decided to use my knee pads and now I get on it on my knees just like I did the the stand-up paddle board when I was in the Bahamas. And I use that paddleboard and I'll go a mile or so, which is about as much my knees will let me do. Sitting on your prosthetic on the knee and on your good knee, that's tough for a long time. But I can I it's great it's a great core workout and a great um glute workout because you're holding yourself up and you're trying to paddle and not to mention upper body strength. But as I would start to go towards the curb, I'd have to learn to tilt myself enough to, to tip the board to go back to the center of the street. Or if a car came, I would have to um, get out of the way. And so it was an amazing workout. Um, like I said, kahuna boards, I love them. Um, I get out on it whenever I can. Um, around here, it's a little bit harder because every which way I go is a, an extreme uphill or downhill. So I need to find a better place to actually go so I don't just all of a sudden go screaming down the hill out of the community and kill myself. So, um, but that is another great workout. Again, that's core, that's upper body strength, that's a little bit of your glutes having to work. And um, another just awesome way to get out. So, these are four activities, biking, scootering, using a, um, a surfboard in your pool or a pool, or just getting one of these big, huge 
stand-up paddleboard skateboards for the streets are all amazing activities that don't require your leg to be feeling great to do. And yet you can get the cardio workout you need or the upper body workout, the core workout, just depending on what you want. And if you know someone who's an amputee that would love a good gift or a unique gift, those are definitely ones that I would completely suggest. Um, There is one other activity that I do love to do, and it really truly is a balance and um, core workout. It's take it is is taken a lot of time, and if you look back at any of my I think YouTube videos, I think I have some on there, and also I think on Instagram I posted some videos of the progression. I have an Indo board, and an Indo board I got a big one. I got the pro size. Is a skateboard without the wheels. And it comes with a big roller. One of the rollers is about this big in diameter and about so long. And then the other one is a huge diameter and the same width. And you put it on on underneath that. And it's kind of like a balance thing, but it has dimension to it because you it's not just attached in the center of the board. It can roll the board and you can fall off. So... I started doing it um, holding on to something just so I could get the feel because when you don't have the feel, excuse me, of one leg, it's really hard to find your balance. And if you don't have a knee, you don't have that same balance or the give and the bounce to find balance because my knee doesn't want to give the way it does. So I use my surf knee and I get on that. There is also an in-between where you can get an inflatable disc And that's actually an an amazing gift for someone that's just starting out trying to find their groove with their their amputation and they're trying to find the balance again. It's kind of a fun activity and it's a big disc. I don't know how big that would be. Maybe a, you know, a foot in diameter, maybe if not a little less, depending on the size of the board you get, they have different sizes and you can blow it up as hard as you want or keep it more pliable for it to be a little bit easier. And you put that underneath the Indo board, right in the center, and you get on it. It's kind of like a BOSU ball in that respect, except the BOSU ball only is the diameter of the ball itself. Whereas this, you have a, uh, like a skateboard you're on, which is kind of cool. So it kind of, it all started stemming from my love of, of surfing and doing the Kahuna board and the Indo boards. Um, kind of gave me the feeling of being in the ocean, on the ocean, and working those skill sets in my body to prepare myself for surfing again, and whenever that may be, depending on when we can actually get back to Hawaii and everything. But those are amazing gifts. I think that if anybody knows someone who's an amputee, or quite frankly, any of those would be great ideas for someone that struggles with balance or core strength, those would all be amazing gifts to build those um, areas of your body up to being stronger. And everybody knows if your core is strong, if you've got your your core strong, your back is going to be strong, it's going to follow suit, and you're going to have less back issues. So you've got to strengthen your core to help your back. 
and, and all of that helps your balance. So if you're struggling with balance or you're struggling with back pain, some of these activities would be really, really good for you to um, engage in to help yourself become more physically active without the pain. So anyways, I'm hoping that these ideas, these gift ideas are something you would look into in my um on my website www.beawarrior360.com i will also post the websites for each of these companies that i have mentioned because i think that they um are worth you checking out and um with indoboard i am also an ambassador so there will be a discount code for um getting an indoboard and they have all different sizes um, and all different add-ons, uh, depending on what you want to do. And I just went bigger <laughs> because I wanted more surface area to help me versus something small. But they have all different sizes. Like I said, mine is a pro size. I will also make sure on my website that I post some pictures of the um, different activities. Um, so you can see what I do and what they look like, what my um, equipment looks like. So you can check that out on my website. Anyway, I hope this helped you. I hope this is uh, giving you some ideas on how to stay active, especially those of you that will be coming into winter months that are not glorious like our Arizona winter months. For me, I'll be getting out and biking during the winter and hiking. Um, and I won't do the surfboard. That's a summer activity here because my pool's already too cold for me. I'm such a wimp. Um, you'd never know I was born and raised in Chicago. But um, for those of you going into winter months, the uh, Kahuna board and the Bam, uh, especially the Indo board, because the Indo board is an indoor activity. I think you'll really like those. Actually, that might be the only thing that really works during your winter months if you're in a snow snow setting. Um, but you know what? You get out there and you do what you can. I know even in Chicago, they don't get snow all the time during the winter, so. You bundle up, get out there and do your stand-up paddle boarding on your streets while it's dry and um, work up a sweat underneath all your layers of clothes. So anyways, I hope this helped. I hope you find some um, activities that will give you um, a better physical and mental state, especially with the winter months coming up. And I know a lot of people get kind of depressed during this time of year because of um, maybe lost relationships or lost family members and also the dreary looking weather even here in arizona right now if you could see outside it is totally overcast it's glorious because we have like 360 days a year with sunshine and no clouds so we actually enjoy seeing clouds because it means it's cooler outside for us but i know that it it makes people pretty sad um when you have months upon months upon months of dreary looking um skies so i'm hoping this will help your mental state as well as your physical state and as always, please remember to be healthy, be happy, be you.